Retro Anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Vic, Brian, and Lynette. Hello, everyone. How's it going? And all right, folks, it's time to focus your key and protect all your pressure points, because we're talking about Fist of the North Star, the post-apocalyptic martial arts epic that marries Mad Max and Kung Fu into a head-splitting storyline. Can I stop you for a second? I love your intros. Like, seriously, I never would have thought about it, but it really makes sense. Mad Max and Kung Fu, holy shit. um, Man, the second this started with the the narration, I mean, okay, so before we get into that. So the version I watched was the Streamline 1991 US release. It's the version I had on my system. I wasn't aware I didn't have the Japanese one because I was going to try that, but you get what you get. So I, uh, it's... All of everything I'm going to be talking about is from the perspective of the 1991 Streamline dub. My apologies, I had to stop you for for that, but please continue with your intro. It was, it really. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good. So the history of Fist of the North Star is it's a Japanese manga series written by Buronsen, that's his pen name, and illustrated by Tetsuohara. The anime film is based on a series that was produced uh, by Toei Animation which uh, premiered in Japan, well, the the series premiered in 1984. Uh, The film premiered in 1986, and it was produced by all the same staff that did the original TV series, which is all well and good, but we didn't get the TV series when it came out over here. They jumped straight to the film, and the movie adapts the storyline from the manga uh, from the beginning and up to Kenshiro's first fight with Rao taking just a shit ton of liberties with the storyline and how things happen and and whatnot. The English dub uh, from 91 was produced by Streamline Pictures and features a lot of the same voice talent Streamline has used over the years. So a lot of like Robotech and uh, Wicked City and like all those, you know, same, you'll hear the same voices over and over again. So yeah, let's, let's talk about Fist of the North Star because I think there's a lot to say about Fist of the North Star. We can we can all sum it up by if we do right now, our we should all channel our inner kin and see what we all sound like doing. That. <laughs> no, I don't. We do. <laughs> I just have to do it. That's it. That's what he says is Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Vic, your turn. Oh no, you suggested <laughs> it. You go next. Oh, uh, I got this. It's it's. <laughs> I can only imagine what the voice actors had to do when they were dubbing this film. <laughs> like, just like looking at the script. I'm sorry, you want me to say what? What am I doing? It says wa ta 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 ta. No, you got to do it in a high pitch. Wa ta 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 ta. Faster. Wa ta 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 ta. If there is, if there is one line of dialogue, it's that. I know Andrea's gonna love that part. Oh my god. I can't wait to hear her her her, her on that part. Oh yeah, when she's captioning this episode, she's gonna be like, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
It'll just be captioned as Ken sounds. <laughs> I never realized she actually captions us. She's yeah, she's captioning. She captions us for the YouTube stream, so the YouTube video uploads. We really should pay her. I feel like we should pay her. Yeah, I know. So you know what, listeners, you should donate uh, to support the podcast so I can pay her because she deserves it. Look, look, look. She's going to have to translate Rick doing this one more time. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. you mean. <laughs> that, right? That's what we were talking about? Yeah, I just want to make sure that I was clear. Um... <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this movie... I give it a lot of credit because for 1986 when it came out, they they drew the shit out of this. It opens with some amazing, just beautiful scenery, and it's got like all this soft music, and I'm like, damn, this is beautiful. And then, and then, then, then yeah, (laughs) Yeah, then then people die. (laughs) What did we we, we watch this weekend? What did we watch this weekend? Tell us. Uh, we watched you watch the first episode of Macross, right? Yeah, that's right. We did. We were so we watched the first episode of Macross. But here's the thing, though: it was the whole. The first thing you see is the asteroid. Well, in in, in Macross, it was a ship coming in there making a crater, <laughs> and then here we are again with an asteroid coming in. Make no, that's part of the was that this wasn't an asteroid? This was uh, mm-hmm. nuclear war. Nuclear war. Nineteen ninety X. My favorite. My favorite thing is when when stories do this. Nineteen ninety X. They can't just declare a year exactly. It's, eh, sometime in the nineties, we fucked shit up. And then they yeah, it's those beautiful scenery, and then all of a sudden, nuclear war. Eyes are popping out of faces, and people are running while they're melting. It was people just melting. you <laughs> see the picture in there? When they had the, 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 so basically all the dead bodies. Yeah. And they had the skeleton adult holding the skeleton child. Mm-hmm. And the spirits going out. Yeah. I was like, you assholes. Oh, yeah. They're, they were, they were not pulling punches. And I feel like that was, that was your warning shot. That was like, this is where we're going. So you're not into it. Leave the theater. <laughs> can't handle eyeballs popping out of faces yeah. then then this isn't for you cuz <laughs> so yeah so then they, they there's more narration from a, what I can only say is epic kung fu guy because the, his voice was so in the world is in and it's in power is corrupt and I'm like damn oh they they brought they brought the narrator guy you know what it felt like it felt like it, it felt like Conan the Barbarian right yeah except that was Mako and Mako's yeah. awesome yeah if mako were still alive he would be required to narrate everything um uh, but yeah so i honestly my my note was as he was talking is uh what the fuck is this dude talking about because i i honestly was not following it's just well talking about power and balance and i'm like okay cool was trying to talk about was saying that uh when he starts speaking about the yin and the yang, right? He's saying that every power has an equal other power that when you when those powers meet, it's supposed to be one big balance, blah 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 blah. But the problem is that it's fifth of the North Star, right? Mm-hmm. So you're expecting to see his equal in the South Star, and then you see the East Star, 
fucking fighting the West Star. Something like that. That's what you would expect. That's what we thought. Did anybody see any other points of the compass? So, no. <laughs> well, the Southwest. Uh... There were four brothers. Yeah, but they were all. They were all trying to be the North Star. Well, there was three brothers, right? Shin was like a brother. Because this yeah. is uh, the next note I had was that in the dub, Julia drops an absurd amount of exposition while she's waiting for Shin to kill Ken. She's like, he used to be your friend and you loved him, but no, not any longer because it was it. And I'm like, whoa, hold up, lady. They gave us backstory because we didn't have the original series. <laughs> right. So they had to make Julia do this huge exposition dump. And I'm just like, nobody talks like this when their friend is getting poked to death. Like, this is just not. <laughs> it was not in the sub, which is the one I watched to rewatch. Oh, really? Oh, that's great. That's good to know. And then, of course. Record, we're going to come back to Julia. Hold your horse. <laughs> Oh, it's just, we're going to talk about Julia. Don't worry. Why is it always about the girl? And why are always the blonde guys crazy? I, there were two blonde guys in there, and they were crazier. Than, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Speaking of blondes, I have a point of contention to have here. Vic had me start watching this Legend of the Dark King Rao spinoff series. It's like a prequel to this, but stars Rao. It's like his perspective. It's Rao's rise to power. Yeah, whatever. And it, it sucks. But the point is, is that in that he's blonde. And in this, he is very clearly brunette. I want to know which one is it. What? He is yeah. he is a perfect example of if you make that face, it's going to get stuck like that. Cause he, <laughs> <laughs> it's like permanent constipation face. Because he, he, he had that. Whole time. Like every single one yes. of them. You know, it's like when you have a baby that's constipated and you know they're taking a dump in that diaper. That's the look that every single person has in this show, in this movie. Oh my gosh, you guys are on fire today. So the thing is, and I, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend it. I liked the art style. Like, it looked oh, yeah. like the manga. I was very impressed. Mm -hmm. For 1986, they made this look like a moving manga. So credit where credit's due. Three foot tall, four heads and all. I think it's, it's <laughs> Julia. I think it's more about the just they were trying so hard to make it look like the like the manga that they were afraid to make the characters emote more. Like I don't know. It just because. But yeah, because Rao, he just full time, no matter what he was. <laughs> and you know he meant business once he opened his eyes. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, the whole time he's just like. Do you know who emoted more? You know what emoted more? The horse. <laughs> Damn horse. Yo, yo, first of all, I was so worried for that horse. I was terrified. I was like, see, just get off so you can fight. So the horse can can go and live its life. He No, no, no. If you watch the pre the pre the Rao series, that horse is like the horse version of Rao. Yeah, the horse is a Rao horse. In that series, the horse like fights Rao. It's some crazy shit. That's dude. I told Vic when I started. Say, I swear to God, if this horse fights Rao, I'm done. It fought Rao. That's all I'm saying. So I'm just saying. Look again. We hate doing homework. I know. I, I know. It's I. You're not wrong. It's that. So there's so much of this shit. Right there's there's two TV series, there's multiple movies, there's spin-off series, there's the book series. I mean, there's so much video game, multiple video games. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, video, yeah, absolutely. There's so much Fist of the North Star. So if you're not into it, 
then of course you're going to be missing a bunch of stuff. We didn't have a choice, right? 1991, this dropped. I picked it up. I think it was local blockbuster video where I picked this one up. And that's all you had. I didn't even know there was anything more to this. I didn't know until I was researching for this show that the TV series came first. I thought the movie was where it was at. Uh, to learn how much of this exists and how how big it became was very interesting to me. But yeah, so there's no just not assigning homework here. There's no reason for you if the movie didn't do it for you, you are not going to get more out of the other stuff because it's more of the same. Pretty much. Even the most recent prequel series, which was a couple of years ago, was it Fist of the Blue Sky? Which was a total, total prequel, like pre-war series. And that guy's like North, he's Fist of the North, Northwest, uh, 32 Latitude. Yeah, this was like, it takes place in Hong Kong, and the guy's name is also Ken Shiro. Well. It's like, yeah. It really means you guys can see our face when they're saying this. <laughs> Eventually, technology will be able to show you guys our face, or, or we'll get it fast enough. But there was a collector. You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they keep churning this stuff out, and that's again, if this is your jam, good on you because you got plenty of it to watch. And and when I was a teenager, well, preteen, and this dropped, I was into it. No, I was, I was a teenager when this dropped. Yeah. So when I was a teenager and this came out. Of course I was into it. I was reading comic books and watching all the other shit. And, and this comes out and this dude's literally poking holes in a guy with his finger like he's a piece of paper mache. I, I was, damn, this is hardcore. The hand swipe. Right? The oh, man. Raise my boy. The lines that cut people in half. Yeah. I do have to, I am a firm believer that, that Ken skipped leg day. <laughs> yes. I have to say that is the one moment where I was hoping that Ken would get beat up when when Ray was fighting and you could hear the music. It's really intense. And the dude is just like, I'm off for a stroll. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I'm just going to walk. Yeah. I'm you just hey, you say Ken looks like he skipped leg day, but he walked everywhere. And he only ran once in the entire movie. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> the dude walked through buildings 20 minutes in. I was like, hey, that, um... There was a clear uh, difference in quality between their shirts and their pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, the oh, shirts was the, the shirts are designed to destroy themselves. You know, the sh yeah, the shirts are Kmart material. On warm up, and and he played paid a premium for the jeans. Uh <laughs> they, they they and not one hole in the jeans or nothing. They look like slacks. They those some they shop at the same store as Bruce Banner. They were meant for business. They were women's slacks. I think I saw pleats in them. I could have sworn that there was pleats. So this movie has a lot of, I, I want to call them narrative issues, but I, I think it's better to say coherency issues. Ken Shiro gets the Big Dipper carved into his chest and then gets tossed into a ravine, and then they drop rocks on him into a ravine, and any normal person would be dead, but he is, of course, the Fist of the North Star. And when he comes back, he's like a stone golem. Why? He took a dirt nap. I don't know. Okay. So, uh, so I mean, but I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, narratively, they, they never touch on that he's a stone golem walking through buildings. And when the stone sheds off him, he, dude's got a cloak. Right. 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 Did he get the cloak on his way down and then the rock buried him? Or did he electively get 
the cloak and then encase himself in rock? Like, is there really no... He used his chi to turn the dirt into fabric and made his cloak. There's like, just no <laughs> explanation for this. And there wasn't in the, in the sub either. <laughs> it could have been cool, but no, he's just walking in a building, like, drops on him, and he just keeps walking, and he's I'm like, falling. damn. Maybe it's just because he was walking, you know? Walking <laughs> it's just that rain. much dirt collected on him. <laughs> you know, sand. Because he doesn't know how to run. So yeah, it's, it's very like... true. He, he doesn't learn that skill until the last act. Um... <laughs> You're talking about the whole... The, basically, we're talking about the problem with debris. <laughs> right. Last act. Here's the thing that gets me, right? These guys are fighting, and they're fighting so hard, they make a trench. And the trench is easily, I'd say, easily 20 feet deep, right? Right. If not more. If not more. If not more. And we are being extremely conservative by saying this. What I'm trying to say is this. They make a huge-ass crater that a little girl is able to say, wait up. She's not looking down. She's looking right at them. <laughs> And then somehow the next scene, she's right there. Yeah. Hey, you don't know. Someone could have thrown her over the trench. So, uh, I mean, that's, again, it's a consistency issue. Well, they did have, like, the tornado thing, right? Wasn't it, like, Julia running towards her and then all of a sudden, I don't know if I just blinked wrong because she was running <laughs> and then she floated and then she was gone. And I have <laughs> no idea what <laughs> Did I blink? Did I did I black out and miss a, a fight no, part? She just disappeared. She just faded from existence. Look, I had to call Rick last night because I'm like, what the hell is Julia? <laughs> so let's, I mean, you know, let's let's talk about it. What let's talk about the ending because obviously it's the thing that's that's really just kind of sitting with us all. What the fuck happened to Julia? I don't know. She was on the largest cross ever made. Not the largest, the tallest. No, the tallest cross it's ever so produced. Bad. Short ass pegs was leaning with her body down, but when it fell, it, it was like it fell jelly side up type thing. It was like it was like toast. <laughs> so and and landed on bad guys. So then they free her, right? And you see a goggles kid whose name I don't know, and Lynn, and they save her. And I'm like, oh okay, they saved her, right? And then that's the last you see of her. Then they float away. Because then they get picked up. And then all it, and then when when it cut when it cuts back, it's just the two kids, and she's just gone. She floated back to the South Star. She's gone. She's a fucking ghost. Because the whole end credit sequence is him wandering the earth, trying to find. And then he now I gotta know you guys give me your take on this. What's what's the name of that movie with Kevin Costner? Waterworld. <laughs> Waterworld. Land. <laughs> we found wet land. <laughs> so he's he's walking through the desert, and all of a sudden he he stumbles onto the Colorado Rockies. Is the only way I can describe the place. An oasis, yeah, on steroids. Is it? Mm -hmm. Is he hallucinating that, or is that real? And he's just hallucinating Julia. He's dead. That's I want to know. Uh, Shin goes to great lengths to tell Julia. That the only place that is growing land or growing vegetables is his kingdom. And that's my point. If it was real, then all that hullabaloo about the fucking seeds was useless. Useless! <laughs> if he was hallucinating, then okay, but damn. Yeah, well, see, and that's the thing is the guy says that his place was the f most fertile, but every time they did like a overshot, it was just desert wasteland. Debris! And, an, and an old mall. 
in some way. The mentioning of that fertile land is not in the sub. Okay, so oh. it's just something they put in the dub to try and explain it away. Mm -hmm. It it made no yeah. damn sense. And and so he gets there and I'm like, well, what the fuck do they need the seeds for? Why were Lynn and Goggles kids so excited about seedlings when a couple miles of desert, there is the Colorado Rockies? So here's something that I see happen all the time in like when it comes to animated movies. And I would say the first scope I've ever seen this would be in uh, Looney Tunes. Whenever we talk about the coyote. We jump from Fist North Star to Looney Tunes. All right, go ahead. All right. Whenever you see the coyote in the desert, they're this huge, expansive landscape that he has to somehow traverse or get to the top of. Or there's always these cliffs. There's always that. And you wonder, how do they transverse this? They do the same thing in Fist of the North Star. Right. Especially in the beginning. The first fight, they show them the scene. They, pull, they show the scene where there's huge ravines. Nothing is really con connected. And then somehow you're at the top of the cliff and he's walking with her and they're still fucking walking. And my chief complaint about this film is it's horrible consistency. Um, and I, you know, I, I want to forgive things, cartoon physics and stuff, but there's just some of it. You're just like, come on, man. Like what's going on? And and I know we're, we're not harping on this a lot as a negative. Uh, it, the action sequences are fun, at least funny. I give them that. Ten foot dude, the 10 foot dude who turns into steel. And then the guy waves his hand and he goes, I don't believe in magic. And I'm like, dude, you just turned into steel. Mindless musing. I loved this bit is that that is Destro. <laughs> the voice of that dude in the English dub is Destro or Uncle Carl or the Shredder, uh, James Avery. No. Yeah, he's the voice of that metal dude. I don't know what his, the character's name is in in Fist of the North Star. So that's Dave Avery. Yeah, I thought it was. If you go back and listen to the old streamlined dub, it's Uncle Carl is that guy. <laughs> Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Sorry, Jesus Christ, got turned in my my geek card. Um, Uncle Phil. At the very least, nineties card. We'll say nineties. Oh, fair enough. Uncle Phil. Hey, I got Destro and Shredder, so give me that. You did. Yeah, oh. Uncle Phil is Uncle Phil. It's freaking James Avery, which I thought was great. That was the Easter egg I was happy to catch. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, you're right, right? Like, come on, man. Like, like, he was like, watch. And he goes, turns into like a 10-foot steel monster. <laughs> and, then, magic he's a <laughs> and then the dude waves his hand, and he's like, what are you doing? I don't believe in magic. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Rouse <laughs> uh, force push. That shit was crazy. <laughs> and that's all Rao did. For the whole movie, that's the worst thing Rao did until the last fight was just force push people. <laughs> like, you're not worth my effort. Oh, no, his, 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 his sensei. His father? Well, his father? Well, in the sub, it said it was his father. I'm calling him Goken. I thought that was pretty cool how they did. They revealed that he had died. I'm like, okay. He set him back down. He's meditating. And then you see a trail of blood. I'm like, oh, that's that's cold blooded. <laughs> uh, he just cast a kidney stone. 
thought it was pretty cool how he caught the heads. He just caught the heads. One was smiling, one was grimacing, and then he just went boom with his arms. And Vic Vic mentioned it. He described it as I think it's an Apple Pro description. Is the the manliest cartoon ever? Mm-hmm. Well, I know for the longest time, if you search YouTube for the manliest anime ever, it was like the Kenshiro entrance. You know when he walks through. You know when he's the stone golem and he's walking through things. It's like the longest on YouTube that was like listed as the manliest anime ever. <laughs> This 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 whole movie is it's an eighties hair metal album cover. That's this whole movie. You're fucking killing me with these descriptions. Yes. And you know what? In Japanese, it absolutely is a hair metal album cover. There is there's only like one song in this whole yes. in the English dub, and it's when Ray's gonna fight Rao and it kicks in that I'm like, oh shit, they they brought the hair metal. <laughs> Yeah, and I thought that was when I thought Cam was going to start running, but no, yeah, it's like no. it's really intense music and he's just like yeah. doo, doo, doo. <laughs> like a 70s and 80s like horror film uh antagonist, you know. It's like Freddy or, or not Freddy, but like Jason. It's like I'm going to get there and I'm going to kill you, but it's going to take me like 45 minutes to get there. So just wait. Yeah, it'll be fine. Make stupid decisions and just wait for me. They did Ray wrong. That's all I'm saying. Yes, the guy really could did. S- slice with his damn fingernails and he slices he dices he gets smacked up it was cool and then and then rao just poke and he's done acupuncture (laughs) from hell oh poor ray poor ray i do have to say it was a little over an hour of figuring out how many times you can punch someone before their head exploded so So, right pressure point it's once (laughs) like honestly i felt like it was like over the top acne the way that you were exploding, like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't squeeze the zit, oh shit. It was so focused the way the headshots came out. It's fascinating that they apparently extensively studied human anatomy to make these gore scenes. Like they were- Really? Yeah, apparently. They didn't get the body right at all. A lot of intestines. There's, oh, as far as like, Char- the way the characters are illustrated, I'm like, that's not what biceps look like. I <laughs> the whole movie, but the legs on them were so. I know, but when they cut to the, like the shot where like um was the inside of of what Joggy's head, like they show like all the brain matter mm-hmm. and the neural systems and shit. Like that's the kind of stuff I'm that that they that I'm talking about, which is a whole other Joggy's a whole other ball of crazy. Ball of crazy is so mild. Joggy's. My 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 notes I wrote were Joggy needs an oxygen machine or something. Mm-hmm. This homeboy sounds like Dark Helmet at the end of a hallway. <laughs> but then, but then for a guy with severe respiratory issues, the motherfucker can monologue like he's got all the time in the world. He doesn't shut up. And run, run, and jump. Believe it or not, Joggy is still cut. <laughs> right. He's horribly, his lung capacity is shit, but man's got 25 pack. <laughs> his 12 pack has 12 packs. I honestly, I think Kenshiro's hit like just made him delusional is that when he's like monologuing about how I'm the real fist of the North Star and all this. I'm like, dude, denial is not just a river in Egypt, man. You need to stop. <laughs> Yo, he handedly beat the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. I don't think he got one good lick at all. No, no, he didn't. It was, and he, and he, 
<laughs> he's the guy can't breathe, and then he's busting out Ken's <laughs> thing, and I'm like, this ain't gonna go well for you. And ends up almost shooting himself. Was... Poor Joggy. He just he just wanted to be loved, man. He just wanted to be the fist. Why does everybody want to be the fist so bad? It clearly sucks. Look at what happened with Shin. <laughs> it is not a fun time. <laughs> I gotta make a point. It was the first. Now, I have seen this part, and, but when Julia realizes that Ken's alive and she says, I gotta leave. Yeah. And, and she leaves and she just throws top, she goes topless. Right, for, for, it's very important that she got naked right there. It was the, it was the second time I was like, I don't think that would have drawn great. great. <laughs> so, to circle back to, it's a, it's a trivia note that they studied anatomy for this anime. <laughs> clear here but the nipple seems out she did not have a good surgeon uh, it was rough it, 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 it that was yeah it was rough the the character uh the character designs themselves were all over the place um can i hold on one more can i say wooden nipple girl from uh three by three eyes you could you could bring up wooden nipple girl from three by three is if she had better anatomy than julia better anatomy <laughs> and julia <laughs> His forehead gave me forehead gave me a fear of heights. I was just still surprised about how people are all of a sudden twenty feet tall. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get that one. Yeah, Ken looked like he was pushing eight or nine, and then yeah, like what was it Hart, a big fat dude? He was like you know easily almost two and a half times his height. Wait, you had a name for these characters, dude? The guy I had I had it written down as the fat one. Mine was like sumo bodyguard. Yes, and in the sub, he said his name is Hart. He has a name. Is Art? Hart. 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 Like, as in heart attack, which he was in, destined to have? Yes. No, he's the fat one. In the streamlined dub, he's the fat one. <laughs> they probably couldn't say Hart with a straight face. I'm like, screw it. That was when Ken did the Chun-Li kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he did the, the lightning kick that made the fat ripples. <laughs> yeah. I was yes, like, is that his pack. belly button? It's and then he just pushes pack. it together. And he just pushes <laughs> his belly button together. Come on, Gordon Ramsay. He did. It was just swirling, and the guy just goes, this isn't going to hurt me, and then pushes his belly back together. I was like. Push, pushed it back together. Oh, my God. He had to. He didn't just push it together. He was smushing it and molding it back into a belly. Damn. Heart. His name is Heart. It's, I, I just want to circle back again to the note. Real anatomy was studied to depict the gory explosions. <laughs> Stomach the like gets bubbles and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guts were at least kind of accurate. Yeah, I mean, you know, intestines and, and brain matter and all we, that. Well, we don't know about the brain matter because of the heavy, 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 uh, low quality editing on those. So yeah, there's something I wanted to ask about that. And Vic, you, you beat me to the punch on this. And when we were talking, um, out of or off tape was that I would I assumed that it was maybe streamlined pictures that edited and stylized the violence to sort of mask the goriness as much as they could. But you're saying it wasn't uh, from just a quick search. I mean, there's tons of rumors why some people just like everything else. They're like, oh, yeah, the originals were lost in the fire, which that seems to be like the go-to excuse for everything online. A lot of fires in the. But it seems like beyond the theatrical release and a an Italian release, I think it was. There's like you say Italian. Yeah. Italian. Molto bene, l'italiano. Yes, beyond the beyond the original Japanese theatrical release and the Italian home release, which 
had less of that weird technicolor thing. Apparently, the only way to get it is through the original Japanese viewing theatrically. That's wild. To get clear, heavy violence. And if you look, and it's weird because, like, the copy I saw, it's like everything was pristine until you got to the technicolor sections and the quality just dropped. Okay. It went like from a pristine 1080p, you know, um, uh, rip from the, you know, 1080p scan to 240p. It's like the quality just dropped through the floor. Like it was horrendous. Damn. And it's the pink. It looked pink, like a pink yeah. overlay. Oh yeah. I got like a pink wash and a haze and all kinds of weird, like I should have been wearing red and blue glasses to watch those sequences. And apparently the only person that knows for sure is uh, the creator and he ain't talking. I think I got it. Mm. I think I have it. Just of the North Star is to show your work. Of Japanese anime. <laughs> the what work? The show your work. <laughs> yeah. So so when you're doing math, right, and you're a kid, if you knew the answer, you couldn't just write the answer. You actually had to do the whole long division to get to the answer, right? This is or North Star said, fuck that. I know the answer. And I'm just gonna show you everything that happens that I'm gonna give you the answer for everything. <laughs> Did not, you're already dead. <laughs> he, the entire movie is them saying, this happened and then happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. Infamous meme mm-hmm. birthed from this, this very series. Yeah, the you're already dead, which is, I mean, it's pretty cool. Gotta admit, come on, that was, was pretty tight. <laughs> you didn't see no contusions in there. He punched him one time in the head and the head load. They did not show the work at all. No, they didn't need to. He's walking around and he's just smacking people left and right. And they're flying miles away. I love. With their heads exploding. I love that, though. He's walking and he's just like, like the most casual. Like he's doggy paddling through the water. Just nope, nope, nope. What's funny is that in the Genesis game and I think also the Master System game, you do the exact same thing. You're just walking around. You hit someone, you hit them one way, they just fly off screen. They're gone. You hit them another way, they just explode. And here's my here's my thought on this. I would only need to see that one time, and I would never get near that person ever. <laughs> you just there's a dozen dudes walking up on him. He's just like head pop, stomach explosion, chest bullet, and and they keep coming up. Dude, the first guy would have dropped him. Like, yeah, I gotta go. I'm, I quit. I'm sorry. I'm out. Yes, Ken is punching people like like he's a new a, a beginner at Taibo. <laughs> yes, there's no really, no skill. There's no, just there's no aggression. It's like I'm just learning Taibo. Phoning <laughs> it in. Everyone is just in the way. It's phoning it in. I've seen more effort smacking mosquitoes. It's like trying to watch a, a Valley Girl do kung fu. Just, Phoning in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and everybody's dying, and everybody keeps coming. It's gloriously, yeah. gloriously silly. I do have to say, I do like how the steel one exploded. Oh, with cool. the the shatter the and then the, yeah, that yeah. was cool. He mm-hmm. like shatters, and then like little chunks of him start popping up, and I was like, oh, that's it. It looks the epidermis, <laughs> like they like every layer of skin in there. Yeah, and then his stomach, parts of his stomach. It was it was cool. That was cool. Credit or credits too. That I really think about this. This was the first time I ever th- when it came to post-apocalyptic worlds. It's one of the first time I ever thought about what happens with insurance companies. <laughs> we have so much property damage. We have so much body damage. 
These are shirts. They should have been. Who was the PCP during these times? <laughs> I mean, it's like right, so. Every post-apocalyptic world has the same shtick, right? All the plants are dead. It's a desert. The buildings are all abandoned because they're abandoned. They're still standing until somebody walks by it. Yeah, and in and in this anime, somebody could have sneezed and the building would have exploded. Well, definitely, the, if you know Ken or Ryo or Rao sneezed, then for sure they would have exploded. I, it's I, you're not wrong, but that's it's the whole post-apocalyptic. It's Mad Max, right? Or it's I don't know every other one. I can't think of any other ones right now, but it's always that. It's there's no when they go full desert post-apocalypse. It's it's always like this. Honestly. I wouldn't have been surprised if Mad Max was in this. You know, <laughs> he could have rolled. Where by. did the lightning come from? Who's lightning? Static electricity. The lightning was not even from them. I don't see not one raindrop. Oh, you mean in the big fight? What's their aura? Yeah, that's you just know? like their their key, like creating atmospheric events. Because he's like the fucking North Star. So the lightning came from the North Star. No, the lightning is his power is is so immense. It was their aura. It was a physical manifestation that they each see themselves. Yeah. So it's... everyone else just saw two dudes standing there. <laughs> no, two dudes floating. One of them with his horse. <laughs> with his horse. With the horse. That's right. That's, that's what they saw. That's what it is, right? It's their key. It's the, their you know the external application of their energy. See, see, this is the part that gets me, right? But again, they don't explain it. So go ahead. My key. It's powerful enough to make lightning at least a good half a block away from me. But I can't use that same key to stop the hemorrhaging that is coming from the, every orifice in my body. Every every pore uh, no. in my body. Jackie did that. He poked holes in him, in himself because part of his head was pulsating. So he like poked a hole in his arm. Because and... it was about to explode. Yeah, but and then he used like a metal explode. cage to keep it. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the blood fountains. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I'm talking about the fact that he's punching instead of sweat. He just has streams blood. blood. Yeah. What you don't know is that they had they actually had a transfusion team off screen ready to go. I that was gonna be my next my next comment was like you you know the industry to be in in that world is is medicine. <laughs> it's always gonna have work. No, no. So from all the blood of them fighting, yeah, yeah. Right? right, yeah. When you look at them on the ground, they have a pool of blood <laughs> that is soaking the, the dirt. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go ahead and focus and make my manifest and make lightning. I'm just saying priorities were messed up. They were not there. <laughs> Come on. Everyone knows in the Fist of the North Star universe, everyone has like 110 pints of blood. Yeah, it's, it's just you're all... At least it feels that way. It's like the never-ending bullet rule. <laughs> you never have to reload never and you never yeah. die of blood loss you only die of blowing up this is <laughs> so this is like the og this is the dragon ball fight before dragon ball right this is auras shattering the rocks around them making craters them standing and staring at each other for 170 minutes and then unleashing like these lightning fast attacks that they're not even moving like this was Dragon Ball before it was Dragon Ball. I mean, Dragon Ball, the original series came out around the same time. But before Dragon Ball Z, this was definitely definitely in the same vein. Probably why they came up with the Super Saiyan mode so that people could actually see what was happening. Right, yeah. The shirt ripping (laughs) and the... (laughs) 
they had to to go with the full Super Saiyan. That's another (laughs) business. A tailor would have made a killing back then, too. But only for a handful of clients, because everybody else wore the same indestructible pants. (laughs) Yeah, but they'd have to constantly do shirts and jackets. Okay, speaking of clothes, what was it with the Thunderdome guys robbing the people who were wearing loafers and (laughs) coats and jackets? Right, because you know that's what's going to be. That's the style. That's in post-apocalyptic style. <laughs> you talk, are you talking about Thunderdome Z guys or just the Thunderdome guys? The Thunderdome guys that just rolled up, yeah. Just the guys in the very beginning of the movie where you have those. because well, we had two different sets of Thunderdomes. Yes, oh, that's yeah, true. We there were the two Z instances guys. of people being complete a holes. There's the first ones that were chasing Goggles and Lynn, and 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 then there's. The other group <laughs> later on that were gonna crush her, like oh, crush her, like no big deal, and that's where you got your first. Omaiwa, mm-hmm. The first twenty foot guy. The first twenty foot guy, yeah, the first guy that grew to 20, 25 feet in a in frames, just a matter of frames. See, that's why you know nuclear war is bad. Well, so that was my that was what I told myself again. Not something they explained. But is what I told myself was like, okay, clearly after the nuclear fallout, like people evolved and some of them are just giants now. And that's just how it worked out. But they never tell you that. They're just, this guy is fucking huge. That's they never go from time to time. Like Brian said, they never show their damn work. So, there's <laughs> so, something else I, I, I got to say is that uh, Lynn is a shitty friend and you should never hang out with that little girl because... Rao and Kenshiro are killing each other for the entire third act of the movie. And until Ken is down and completely dead to the world, then Lin's like, oh, you should stop. You really don't need to fight. And Ken's all like, you could have got here five minutes ago. Or Ray when they're fighting. Because Ken doesn't run until Lin screams. Ray's getting his butt whipped. More importantly, Rao's like, you're right. <laughs> Yes, little girl, you are correct. Pat, pat, pat. Rao agrees with her like that. As a matter of fact, you're right. I shouldn't keep beating the shit out of my brother. He had the yeah. yo. It was by far the most. Is it because she was glowing? I have to. I have to think that she like roofied them or something. Like I am sure <laughs> that there is a a blood loss story to be had there, but I'm not doing the homework, and they didn't show. Can I? Can I? Can I? I, I know the answer of this, and I know what it, it is. And you guys are going to be furious at me when I say it. It was basically white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> that little white Karen busted out and said, Stop fighting! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and this YouTube video just got demonetized. No, it was <laughs> demonetized ages ago. Um... <laughs> She had no, there was nothing special about what she did. They didn't show how she got the seeds to grow. They just showed she's in a flower pan driving, talking about, we have to find kids to show her the flower plant. Like, why do you have to find the guy to show him the, you know, the, the newly sprouting plant? Why? And, 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 Reasons. And, and, and so basically, Kim starts walking. He said, well, Kim says. You know, he will walk 500 miles. <laughs> and 500 more. And 500 more. <laughs> Ken first saves him, makes her voice come back, starts walking, right? She has the seeds. 
makes the pounds grow. They get into their car and they catch the kid. Because <laughs> Ken doesn't run, he just walks. He just he just walks a thousand miles. But I'm about to say I it, I made I made dog on this thing and pick on it, but I didn't turn it off. I must have been, they must have been doing something right. <laughs> I pick on it the whole time, but I watched the whole. I, thing. Yes, I've picked on this the entire time. But now my my <laughs> wife Deb, we watched this whole movie. She she was trying to read a book, and she's like, "All right, so what are you doing?" So I'm watching an anime for the show. She's like, "Oh, okay. Well, you can watch it. I won't pay attention." So she's trying to read a book, and I swear. That she must have stopped because by the end of the movie, I didn't even look at it. At the end of the movie, I just heard her go, this movie was fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the movie, Angel was talking to me. Angel was looking at me. She didn't say nothing. But I was looking at it like, I must have missed something. I must have missed something. And and, and then it just unloaded. Like, where did all this shit happen? Where where did it come from? It is is a, a, it's a, bad movie but it, it is firmly in the so bad it's good category mm-hmm. t- to me because like many it, it, it's definitely like the epitome of a cheesy 80s you know violent action movie it is it is absolutely every cliche you could think about but i what it is i wanted to watch it with patrick swayze <laughs> have you seen that movie There's the movie and patrick swayze theo dawn yeah red dawn you know my red dawn i read dawn okay theo dawn all right Steel Dawn. I don't. I probably it's, haven't seen it. Steel Dawn. Uh, to me, this was like Roadhouse if it were a Japanese kung fu. Because the and that's why it's Steel Dawn. Because Steel Dawn is Roadhouse. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a post-apocalyptic world. Well done, Brian. Nice. Well done. Bravo. Oh, that is. This is Steel Dawn. Yeah, this is Steel Dawn. <laughs> I bow to your your reference superiority on this one. I want to proud of myself right now i'm so- <laughs> i bow to you you deserve this Ryan. you want a mindless musing i thought this was great is vampire hunter d is in this he is he has a cameo it's it's an easter egg he's in the audience when uh they're they're showing the flower and and rouse bearded henchman is like bitching about you know there's no flowers allowed in rouse kingdom and they cut away to the to the group of people and the d is back there no lie, the hat, the little brooch on it, the hair—it's D, and he's he's standing. I have to watch that part. I, I thought that. that was cool as shit, and then it made me think of the question I'm about to ask: is is would would D survive in this world? Well, I mean, there's an endless supply of blood, so it's really no <laughs> right? problem. Right, I mean, they're leaving it all over the place. <laughs> I mean. I mean <laughs> One punch can he just sits around and there you go. Just have a visual of Ken exploding a guy and D like running out and licking the floor for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like a damn cat. Or just holding out a cup because like a cat though. What do you I just I thought it was so fun that d was in the background and i thought man this is this is, i it, i would love to have seen d in this world like as an active character we now know that d is a part of this of the north star well it's in and and d's whole story is a post-apocalyptic world just mm-hmm. saying oh, damn it you know what you have to want watch the next one <laughs> we'll get there i got another stupid mindless music so there's this scene where uh you've been rocking them Deep. Ray, 
<laughs> Ray and the well, this one's not fun. It's just dumb. Ray and the and the kids are sitting around eating dinner. And they're on a campfire, and they got this this roast, and it's like perfectly sliced. And I just thought, I bet Ray did that. I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, I bet Ray did that. He's got the skill. He's got the ability. He slices. He dices. The thing is, too, is, is they have the perfect roast, but they're eating out of cans. That, yeah. It was, again, it was a beautiful ham, <laughs> perfectly sliced. <laughs> and they were, they were like like sardines or some shit. I don't know. It was terrible. I don't know. Oh, I, this, I wrote this one down. Where the fuck did that dude keep those whips? Yes. <laughs> yes. I saw that. Every time I see that, it's like, okay, so does he have like no brain? And then <laughs> pulls you know, on the horns that dude of his like helmet. Tall, so those are like 30 foot whips. Pulls on the horns of his helmet and the longest, most voluminous set of whips comes out. I thought his head was going to shrink or something because. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like it would have been like if there was like. He had like crazy long like dreadlocks in the back or something. That was them, you know. So I could have like leaned in any of the anything. It was like a skin tight helmet. It was like a skull cap, and he just pulled it. I was like, I was wait, I seriously I was waiting for his head to turn into like a raisin as he was pulling it out. He pulled out every single air fiber in his body. This anime is so metal is just crazy it's like it's like the guys did 12 lines of coke listened to hair metal and said i'm gonna write an anime <laughs> um all right so let's it's about that time we gotta start winding down so it's it's time for the the age-old question how did we like it did it hold up does it stand the test of time uh vic you go first you watched the subbed og version how'd it go god this is a hard call because as a history lesson to hyper-violent anime, because after this got released, you know, a lot of the anime titles just got significantly more violent. You know, you had others like Angel Cop and, what was it, Genocyber and a few others where the violence just went through the roof. So as a history lesson, I think yes, but, you know, if you're new to anime, probably not. If you're a fan of older anime, sure, why not? So it's like a mixed bag. It's like, it's not one I would just suggest to someone that hasn't watched anime to go out and watch. And it used to be. It used to be that anime that when you called, when we called each other over to the house, I was like, oh man, you got to look at this shit. Yeah, and it like was it, Fist of know, the North Star. It's animated. It's got violence. It's, you know, yeah. it's like, oh yeah. But, you know, at the time we didn't have access to any much. So it's true. That's one thing. But now, like I said, the following years, anime just got significantly more violent. Yeah. So, all right. So, Lynette, what did what did you was this the first time you'd ever seen Fist? I never got yeah. to ask you that. Oh, so this was your first. Oh, all right. Well, then lay it on me, Lynette. As fresh <laughs> eyes on on Fist of the North Star, what do you think? I'd have to say that yeah, but you it is for a seasoned anime watcher, so they can understand everything else about it. I I enjoyed it. If someone is new to anime, like a, you know, mm. you don't want to bring them into that. Uh, yeah. Too violent. Well, senseless violence is funny to watch, but you won't get it, and it might not draw you into any more anime if you, you start yeah, with this it, one. I think if you show this to to your friends who aren't anime watchers, they're going to be like, and you watch all of this shit? Brian, lay it on me. This was not your first time watching Fist of the North Star, but it may have been the first time in 20 years, 30 years since you've seen Fist of the North Star. How did it hold up for you? 
with 20. You were good with 20. <laughs> there was no need to... <laughs> I, and it's been 10 years since we all watched it. <laughs> so uh, my first thought about it was when I was watching the head, uh, the heads popping and all the grotesque things, I actually thought about Akira. So my thought process was that the same way we looked at Akira, we could see so many things that how, how it shaped anime. I could see Fists of the North Star was shaped, shaped Akira. And, but it's such a small amount of time that happened between Fist of the North Star and Akira. But then we, we even spoke about it, is that uh, the whole lightning fast punches with them standing still, Dragon Ball Z. You know, there's so much stuff that, I don't know if it came from Fist of the North Star, but I could see the progression of it. It felt really good that this wasn't mech-driven as much as say something like Super Dimension of Fortress Backross. No, I couldn't have mechs in this. <laughs> no. But it felt really good that we were able to uh, take a break from that, a, a, a strong break from it, and say, hey, there's plenty of things that you can find problems. You don't have to be robot. Just be robot. There's, there's so many other problems in the, in the world. The orbital beam cannon. <laughs> yeah, this had nothing. This had none of the none of the tropes that we've been going on about. Uh, this is its own full set of tropes. Its own full set. So I actually think it does stand up the same way you look at a a Datsun versus a Nissan 300ZX or 350. Same way. Yes, because I I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to piggyback on your answer, man. I, I do. I, th I think it holds up, again, and uh, agree with Lynette and, and Vic in that it's a sense of a seasoned anime viewer, somebody who wants to look into the roots of of the format and, the, and see kind of what blossomed all of these other things. And, and Fist is, is up there with Akira for the, sort, the things it inspired. It inspired a lot of crazy shit that <laughs> just got it's been in a ton of anime it's it's one of the most memorable anime based memes it is easily one of the most memorable just on the violence level alone if you watch if you talk to anybody from our era of anime watchers there's a high high probability that they've seen fist in the north star and and know it so the notoriety is there who knows maybe you've also seen the live action movie the yes, the live action movie with uh oh man, Malcolm McDowell's in it. How did he? He said who's There's in a it? Live action of this. Malcolm movie? McDowell is in it as the the master Gary the the lead the Ryken guy and um Gary Niels, the martial artist actor guy like fantastic martial artist. Uh, he's in it as Kenshiro. That's all I'm gonna say about it. But yeah, it's it's a thing. It exists. So if you haven't seen that and you. I am terrified. Produced by HBO. Yeah, it was released by... I watched it when it aired because it came out in, like, I think, 95 or something like that. And and when it dropped, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do a fist and, like, a live-action movie of this. And I saw that it had Gary in it, who I like. I like his work, again, as a, as a martial artist. And I'm like, all right, I got to see how bad this goes. And, and it was everything I expected. <laughs> That's all I can say. So, yeah, look that one up. You want to... I'm so terrified. It's you should be. 
Oh my it's, gosh, yes. yeah. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, I'll see if I can't uh, find that for you guys. If you want to have, you know what, that that's a get drunk and watch it because that's that's probably the only way you can really get into watch, it. Have a watch together. Yeah. Watch together. <laughs> Fist and Lore Star, not necessarily something that holds up, but definitely something that should be visited maybe by people who are interested in the roots of anime as a genre and and you know where a lot of this stuff comes from it's definitely one of those i think that uh, should be picked up i think that's going to be our show for today right until next time everyone keep calm and omaiwa moshindeiru you've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd presented by geek grotto follow the podcast on twitter at geek grotto for show notes and corrections or for general geeky fun you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com if you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.